Welcome listeners to the Heated Bros. My name is Casey and I'm your host and always welcomed by my lovable gay friend, Joe. Hello, fellas. <laughs> He's single and ready. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Grinder's not working. <laughs> um, but today we're going to talk about a couple things. Main focus will be E3, a lot of the games, EA loot boxes, and, of course, the lovable Keanu Reeves, which he's just blowing up everywhere. Dude, yeah, man. Like, I totally feel like uh, 2019 is going to be the year of Keanu. Yeah, the year of Keanu is definitely upon us, especially now with him being in John Wick. Was at 3. Um, then we have um, Cyberpunk. Toy Story 4. Oh, yeah, he's Kaboom. Duke <laughs> yeah. Kaboom or something like that. That's right. And I'm trying to think. And then he was in that Netflix movie, too. Um, Always Be My Maybe. He's in it for a couple seconds. And that was a weird scene. He plays like a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird. Um, But I guess, well, since we're on Keanu Reeves, we'll continue. Uh, Do you hear they're going to, like, the Wachowski sisters, I guess, is what they're called now? Um, Sisters. Sisters, because they had the sex change. (laughs) Um they are doing more on the matrix i don't know if keanu reeves is going to be in it but they're definitely doing more yeah i heard about that um i think uh i know details have been pretty far and thin right now um i do know that they've also announced a bill and ted sequel oh the face the music i think is what it's rumored name so yeah and so that that's pretty exciting to hear and hopefully uh yeah that that turns out amazing or something i hope so i mean it would suck for keanu reeves to make a huge comeback from disappearing and making those uh so-so indie movies because i've seen a couple of them and i mean they're okay (laughs) that's that's being kind i feel like it's it's rough um but i do feel that um this is definitely his year all of a sudden it's kind of nice. I think John Wick gave him quite a nice, like, jolt of life. Because I know his last indie movie I saw was called The Replica Replicants, or Replicas, where he, like, remakes his family after a tragic car accident. Mm-hmm. That wasn't great. <laughs> I mean, it was a good premise. It's all good until they show this horrible, horrible CGI, like, Keanu Reeves robot. <laughs> it didn't go so good. It was bad. It was like, oh, this movie's okay. Like, it's an indie movie. I'll I'll take it. And then, you know, like when you get an indie movie, I feel like you sign up for garbage, like certain quality garbage. Like you don't get huge blockbusters out of indie movies typically. I don't know. Usually with like indie films, I think it's kind of like for actors, <clears throat> they're they're looking to, uh, you know, expand and try to be more creative in their their acting whereas like if they're on larger you know motion pictures and action films they're pretty pretty limited and you know just uh squared into uh their typecasting i mean i still think you get 
screwed. Like, what was that movie we saw? Um, Snowpiercer. <laughs> I still don't think that was as great as a movie as everyone makes I, it. I love that movie. <laughs> I mean, you can love it all you want. I'm just saying. That Dude. was a weird movie. Uh, it was weird, but it had, like, a pretty sweet premise. I mean, it's, I forgot who the director was. Um, oh, let me take a look here. Uh, while you look that up, I'm, I do remember, like... It's a famous director. He's an Asian director. He's made a lot of good stuff. I want to say he made Old Boy. Um, it is John Ho Bong. Yeah. Or Bong John Ho. <laughs> it's already butchered. You're done. <laughs> but yes, uh, let's see what he's made here. Um, Okja was uh, one oh, that he made. The one with the that elephant pig thing yeah the what elephant pig thing Okja, I, don't know. I think it was just a made-up animal i don't know that was an okay movie too i mean i like how he's creative we we don't get that as much anymore with people taking really dumb risks like um with movies but yeah i don't know how i felt about snowpiercer i think the ending was kind of dumb with that uh adam and eve setup type deal with the polar bears with the polar bear but the polar bear we all know like mauled the fuck out of everyone <laughs> some five-year-old kid and like what some 13 year old girl i think is what's left behind it's nothing much i don't know like i i enjoyed the premise and i and i enjoyed uh um what's his face captain america's performance uh chris evans. chris evans i almost said pratt <laughs> not that chris no there's too many chrises in in this world now well, we got chris hemsworth chris pratt uh yeah and they're all in the mcu like screw that <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of like a requirement <laughs> speaking of uh of uh mcu on a other related note on the dc side what do you feel about robert pattinson as uh, the new batman oh yeah um i mean i've I'm going to give him credit. I've seen some of his new movies coming. Um, one of them was an indie. Um, it came out, I guess, a while back. I don't know how old it was. It's about where his little brother dies, I believe. And he... Um, no, no, no. His father's not in the image. And um, he's raising his little sister. And he's, like, getting his life together. It was a pretty good premise. I mean, it was kind of rom com but... It was pretty serious, and I remember at the end, I mean, spoilers, I think this movie's old, too, and it's an indie. Um, he gets his life together, and he's in a tower, and his dad's now in his kid's life, mm -hmm. uh, his daughter's life again, and he turns to the window, and you see an airplane coming at him, and then there's, like, a clock on the bottom, and it said September 11th, 2001, and I was like, wow, that was, like, a big F you to this guy turning around his life, like... <laughs> He gets his dad to be back, and I mean, I really enjoyed that movie. I think he proved to me he has the acting chops. I think the problem <clears throat> is, I liked Ben Affleck being that really jacked, rugged Batman. I mean, shoot, I have a statue of that Batman over here. I really enjoyed that Batman. Um, I mean, I feel bad that Ben Affleck got really, really fucked with those movies, because I think he was one of the top Batmans we've had. Yeah, in a while. And because it's hard, because Christian Bale, I really didn't like that. I'm Batman. I got so tired of that. <laughs> um, Here, here's a logic. A logic. Yeah, like really. It, it, I mean, it's bad when comedy was it college humor made those like 
30 skits about his voice, finding his voice, fighting Bane. And I mean, I understand there's when you can make fun of something, it just happens. Well, like, I, I kind of feel like like uh, it became pretty, pretty iconic and now like a really synonymous, uh, you know, if you're going to do Batman voice, you've got to at least do the Christian Bale voice if you're going to be making fun. You know what I mean? It is. I mean, and the hard part is it's like I enjoyed that he changed the voice like um, the voice actor did um, Kevin Conroy because that's where it started. Kevin Conroy's like always Bruce Wayne. Like everyone's going to know Bruce Wayne's voice. So he altered his Batman voice to be deeper. And then I think as the seasons go on, he gets better and you can see that. I think that's great. And I like how Christian Bale was like, this is what I need to do. And I was like, all for it. And the first Batman begins, it's great. And I mean, I just think I liked the voice changer a lot more. I thought it was a little dumb at first, but the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, why, why go through all that voice problems when you can just literally turn on a device, turn off a device. And I think that became more practical to, to Bruce Wayne to me. Cause Bruce Wayne's just, he's meant to be real smart. I feel like that's the Batman we lost where he's like a detective. I feel like everyone's like, yeah, he's kicking butt doing this and just like, being Duke Nukem, you know, just kicking ass and just saying oh, yeah, liners. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> the horrible Transformers movie. Yeah, it's all like <laughs> my face is the warrant. Yeah, so stupid. <laughs> I think all those Transformer movies are bad. I mean, yeah, I'll admit oh, the first I, one's I love, good. I love Bumblebee. That that one surprised me. I didn't see it. I oh, really you should didn't definitely want to. check it out. Like it, it was a, uh, it was a definitely. Uh, turnaround <laughs> <laughs> it's a turnaround i mean but the worst part is i heard that that was supposed to reboot the series and now they canceled the new reboot for in favor of like michael bay's like next vision oh well we'll see i mean it's <laughs> I, I, would, I, would, I would love to see see more of like the bumblebee style like transformer films because they're definitely a lot more truer to the to the original like animated cartoon in the 80s than uh, the michael bay uh you know, kind of like a explosion fest, you know. I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't, I don't care for Transformers. I mean, I didn't enjoy it as a kid. I was more excited about the Turtles, and that first one was god-awful that yeah. Michael Bay had his hands in. But that second one was a lot better. The Turtles were still ugly. I kind of got over it, but I really <laughs> enjoyed Casey Jones' introduction. I thought he was a good build-in and ad and they focused a lot on the turtles and it was great shredders in there i mean they did a lot better and then the worst part is i heard they axed it and then now they're redoing it and that's the problem i feel like we have with hollywood it's like axed continued axed we're out yeah um and i mean we're, we're part of that reboot or what is it it's a retelling like Chucky, like Chucky's um, a retelling. It's like now he's a sentient um, AI. Um, it's like someone screws with the the toys, I believe, and he doesn't understand that what he's doing is wrong, killing people. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's playful. That's why he does all this. And I think, like, I haven't seen it yet. I've heard only great things about it. It was on my list to see, but it was kind of hard with Toy Story and Chucky hitting all at once. Yeah, I think uh, the one I'm definitely excited for is uh, the new uh, Toy Story 4. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but I hear nothing but uh, fantastic, fantastic stuff about it. That's that's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing this one is actually the true like finale, too. Like, this is it. 
like a like a one review that I had read, um, you know, stated that you know, with uh, the finality of like the the third one, like this one was just kind of more of like a nice epilogue eulogy type of thing, an ode to uh, to the toys and everything and all that. So I don't know. I'm looking forward to it, and I'm pretty excited. I am. I mean, Sporky kind of. Kind of messed up. I would, what I find, I find the most annoying thing, and I feel like Disney gets all credit for this, um, is they created a spork, a spork toy, like the Sporky. I think is like um, his name in the movie. They made a toy of him, and it drives me mad. I'm like, I can create my own for like a dollar, like because it's. I mean, they show you how he's made. It's like glue. Some popsicle sticks, googly eyes, and like a um, the wire stuff as a mouth. And I'm kind of like, you know, and all of a sudden I saw toys because my niece wanted one and I told her no. Like, I was like, hell no. And she told me she wanted that one. We're, for... we're going to Hobby Lobby and. That's what I was like. I was like, <laughs> I can create you a cooler one. And I mean, it's bad when BuzzFeed is making a video on how to create your own Sporky. And I saw people making their own Sporky and they look uh, like a lot better than what Disney released or Pixar, whoever contracted those toys more. It looks better just because it looks like a kid made it. It kind of gives that more kid feel. I think like the movies trying to produce, like, like I see him all the time. Like he can't walk, he waddles and like in the toy, his legs are posable for the Pixar one. And I'm like, but we obviously know he can't walk. Like it's just like really crappy, like popsicle sticks. I think you're just kind of reading into it a little bit too much. No, I'm just mad that they're <laughs> charging 30 bucks for that toy. <laughs> I mean, but, uh, I mean, since we're on movies, um, I showed Joe the Banana Splits horror movie. I don't know if anyone's seen this. It's, if you ever watched this really, really horrible, like, humans in, like, suits, um, where they'd sing, it's like, tra-la-la, and they'd, like, run around doing shenanigans. I didn't like it as a kid. It creeped me the fuck out all the time. Couldn't stand it, and they're making a horror movie about it. And um, <laughs> the worst part is, like, with the new horror movie, they kind of ripped off Five Nights at Freddy's, as you can see. They made them animatronics, even though they still have the crappy costumes where you can tell, like, you can see the silhouette of the body. It's kind of it's kind of like a, a 70s version of, uh, like, Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> that is a good <laughs> or, Yeah, Yo Gabba Gabba. There was, like, a creepy baby one that did that, too. Do you, I don't know if you remember those. There's, like, these babies, these space babies or something. They were, like fuzzy i remember my sister loving it when she's little because it's just like nothing happened but the babies were all funny colors and their like faces were covered and like, like the teletubbies or kind of but they have they were their own thing it was the weirdest thing i'd ever seen um it didn't last very long but it caught my sister's attention when she's little because like they would suck their heads in and then pop them out and then like would be dancing <laughs> it was creepy and i just remember like they never said anything <laughs> <laughs> And um, all that kept happening was like they'd just be like do 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 pop in out whatever that was it. Um, but I don't know. I'm excited about this banana splits because it's a horror movie. I want to get back to like that because it just reminded me of all that stuff that scared me as a kid. I was like these things are scary. Like there's nothing great about them. And I think this is great. I think the worst part is there's I know there's a Five Nights at Freddy's movie coming out and this beat them to that punch. So now Five Nights at Freddy's either is kind of screwed at this point, because how do you make, you know, 
um, like, how do you make it? Because they're they obviously copied it. You can see it clear as day. The five at night. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Themes. Yeah. Um, I think they got screwed by the creator of Five Nights at Freddy's because every time he's trying to make his movie, he he's always like coming up with new plots, like things he wants to add. He makes a new game. <laughs> um, yeah, like uh, <clears throat> like Five Nights at Freddy, it's cool, but like I think uh, you'll get uh, it's yeah banana splits. Yeah, the banana splits there. I feel like uh, that's definitely going to have like a big uh, nostalgia feel with like the older audience who I feel are going to go uh, into it watching like, oh yeah, I'm going to have a, a throwback to my childhood. And then, you know, it's going to be a total like scary blood fest <laughs> with their like, you know, childhood uh, little imaginary pals. <laughs> I don't know who liked it. I mean, I went around asking people if they remember the show and they're like, yeah, that show was creepy. And then I showed them the new movie trailer and everyone's actually been in love with it because they're like yeah it scared me as a kid and i think that's kind of the bonus i mean they're opening because they were around from 1968 to 1970s but boomerang kept rerunning them along with scooby-doo when i was growing up and i remember it'd be like scooby-doo scooby-doo the 30 rip-off scooby-doos that boomerang made like the talking jeep ones (laughs) and then it would be banana splits and i always remember when banana splits came on it was i was done like until Toonami came on and go like Dragon Ball Z and I'd be like, oh, Goku's on. Click, click. Like banana splits meant I had to peace out to Toonami. <laughs> <laughs> gotta, gotta wait till five o'clock. Her <laughs> oh. <laughs> extra sound background fell off. So that's what we're laughing about. Um, but thought we jump to E3 because there's a lot of good topics kind of going on that. Um, like the E3 games, like Cyberpunk 2077 with Keanu Reeves, because I know that's kind of where we wanted to start, but Keanu Reeves distracted us. So it's dreamy <laughs> eyes, man. Um, he's, he's just he's just too cool to be cool. Like he's, it is. He's it's very. A, it's like even in the, in his movie, was it always be my maybe? He has fake glasses with no lenses, and he goes, "It just makes me look cool." And I was like, "Only he could do that." <laughs> <laughs> But um, I wanted to get into Cyberpunk 2077 just because, one, that looks amazing. I think people, like, um, there's a controversy, too. I don't know if you heard about it, where the writer, um, people were accusing he doesn't have his hands in it because he's, in the trailer, he's fighting um, a black gang. I forgot what their names are called. But everyone's like, that Jamaican gang, that's racist. Like, they immediately beamed straight to racism. And I just remember the artist or the book writer's like, no, nah, I wrote the plot. And he goes, I wrote that. And then my favorite part is no one knows. The writer is actually from Jamaica. He's um, uh, like everything he based in this game, I think, is things he pulled from being around, like even in America, like with racism. He says he brings that into the game. Like his book was made, I think, in 2000. Mm-hmm. And um <laughs> Yeah, there's that whole thing, and I think people are just trying to downplay a great game for no reason. Yeah. Well, like, from what I've seen from it, the trailer, all the the, the gameplay and stuff like that, it looks looks amazing, and I can't wait to get my hands on that later on this year. Uh, another uh, game that I'm looking forward to is uh, the new Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> <laughs> is it going to be better than your, what is it, that everyone freaked out, your Jedi last... Uh... The Last Jedi or whatever. <laughs> People losing their stuff over that. 
Uh, <laughs> he goes silent because he knows it's bad. <laughs> it's not. It's it's not a bad film. I'm sorry. Like I was one of. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Sorry if that's a. Uh, that upsets no, that's a an unpopular opinion but uh you know i mean i'm uh, not a star wars fan <laughs> i always have to call you like i know when a star wars movie's good is when joe texts me that's what i wait for like he didn't text me for han solo <laughs> that's what i do that star wars i enjoyed movie han great. solo but, you, I, saw, but I saw it like twice in a row <laughs> <laughs> but but i remember i i've i've if i didn't get a new phone i think i could probably find the text when the force awakens came out i'll never forget dude and i was like what and you're like dude and i'm like oh is star wars great and you're like it's fucking amazing and you're like i'm gonna see it again tomorrow morning let's go and i had to get my ass up at like seven in the morning to go see star wars with you and you just didn't do that with han solo i remember you just texted me like did you see han solo and i was like no not yet i was like what was it and you're like it's good and you're like i think it has its flaws you just said it wasn't up there with star wars standards i think yeah uh you know like uh I, I liked how it was uh, trying to really pull in and tie in, like, the overall, like, Star Wars universe with, like, the anime, um, the animated series, Clone Wars, and, <coughs> excuse me, and all those things, and, like, I don't know, it got me really excited because, like, it was uh, clearly, like, they're trying to expand and, like, create new stories and narratives and going all sorts of different places. And it was, uh, it was an exciting film, and, you know, it got me uh, pretty excited for more things to come, you know. Um, but, you know, there, there are those naysayers and purists <laughs> and people that are out there that, you know, don't share that opinion. But, you know, these are my opinions, and, you know. <laughs> I, you know, will love Star Wars, you know, till the end. Yeah. You know, so. I mean, that's all you're excited about that game. I mean, that game looks amazing, but I heard behind closed doors, someone, who was it, Kotaku, I believe, got to play it. Mm-hmm. Jason Schreider, Schreider. I don't know how to say his name. I don't get a, I don't like reading that guy's articles all the time. He's pretty, he just likes to attack things when they're wrong. Like, he'd be like, loot boxes, worst thing ever. And it's like, well, <laughs> they're pretty bad, but dude, I don't know if they're the worst thing. Like, like, come on, like, like Yu-Gi-Oh! was pretty bad. I'm pretty sure I dropped millions into that. Like, I mean, loot boxes are horrible, but he got to try it, and he said that the game was very, um, um, wasn't very uncharted. Like, I think they made it like it's a linear story, but they said it's open world. It's like Mass Effect. He said it was more Mass Effect 1 feeling, mm-hmm. which made me way more excited for the game because to me it looked like a linear story, and I was like, okay, I'm going to reserve it. I think I reserved on Best Buy because I said they'll give me $10 back. So to me, I was like, I'm not really losing much. Um, I think I think it looks good. I hope it's good. I mean, this is EA we're talking about. Like, So they say there's no loot boxes, there's no trading cards, or any of that garbage in it. So we'll see how long that lasts. I mean, we'll, see. St- we'll see until they, they sneak it in. Yeah, that's what I'm just waiting for. They're, EA's just notorious about just sneaking crap in. That's just all they do. Oh, you you want that skin? You wanna you wanna try and beat the game? Like you know, give us hundred dollars and we'll uh... <laughs> we'll unlock the whole story mode for you. Perfect ending. So, uh, what do you feel about uh, the new uh, Final Fantasy VII remake? I'm excited. I mean, on my Switch, I got the um, the classic one, the '90s one, um, to just kind of refresh myself. Um, but I'm excited. I think the combat looks confusing to me. 
But I think that's just how it always is for any action RPG to me, because I don't know how it's playing. Um, I mean, the boss battle they showed where you're fighting the robot on um, when you're about to blow up the um, Shinra's um, plant. Mm-hmm. I forgot. I think that robot had a special name. I don't remember. I should, since I just passed that part on my Switch. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm excited. I think it's. I think it's promising, knowing it's two discs. I mean, we're looking at two Blu-ray discs, and it's that's how big it is just to be in Shenra, uh, that city. Um, I think that shows a lot of promise. <laughs> um, I think the game looks amazing. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? I, I don't know how big. No, you are. no, no. Like, yeah, I've, uh, Final Fantasy VII was one of my favorite games growing up. Uh, <coughs> playing it on a uh, the the original PlayStation. Uh, you know, it was Swapping just discs. <laughs> hurry, swap the disc. We only get like thirty seconds before it restarts. <laughs> you know, uh, no, it was, it was great. It's definitely a classic. Um, you know, it, it it was definitely one of those like it got me got me into video games and definitely uh, into uh, the RPG games and everything like that. Um, and the the role playing games, they're you know, what do you it's, think? it's definitely. Uh, it's definitely up there um yeah man like i'm just super excited i'm you know the yeah. graphics and everything the updates and everything and speaking of the graphics and updates and everything it's uh, looking at tifa <laughs> because of the boob controversy i'm thinking yeah um there 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 is a, a boob controversy because uh in uh let's just say in the original final fantasy 7 <laughs> Uh, let's just say Tifa's uh, she was uh, very very well endowed in the chest area but and they're triangles <laughs> I mean so was um, what's her name Eris? Eris? Yeah. how do you say her name I don't know how to say her name I think people are going to be mad they're going to be like it's Aerith <laughs> I think it's Aerith I, I don't remember I mean I renamed all my characters replaying on the switch I think the only name that stayed is Cloud and Vincent so far for me but everyone else I think like Sethroth is like Who's this guy? I'm like, bitch tits. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm really guilty about changing their names to something funny. Um, uh, But yeah, the boob controversy where I think it's like, in the original, it's like big wonkin' triangles. But I think that was just to emphasize that she's a girl. Because other than that, I still don't know. There was a character apparently that was a girl that had a red bandana. Do you remember that character in the Polyground version? I don't even know her name. She just had a red bandana, and she, like, gives you an ID and everything. She, it, she, it was a girl. I always thought it was a guy when I was a kid. I was like, yeah, it's a guy, and then he dies, like, halfway through the story, so you don't know. Well, then you find out it's a girl, and I was like, oh, well, I'm not very good at knowing. But it was because it was flat-chested, and I think that's why there's yeah. massive triangles on all the girls now. Is it, uh, Yuffie? Yeah. No, Yuffie's the ninja chick, I think. Yeah. No, it was some she was a minor character. She's in the first like five minutes of the game. Yeah, I don't remember off the it's, top of my head. Yeah, it's not even worth looking up. Um but I think what is it? They they downsized her boobs is what it was. Yeah, they downsized her and uh just kinda gave her a more natural like <laughs> Well, she's a fighter, which I think is fine. Like yeah. I think it's dumb people are getting mad. Like it makes me angry. It makes it like really heated. I'm like, oh man, like the boob controversy oh my god like who i mean i think the worst part is i believe she looks more like the anime movie because i love their look in the anime movie yeah 
definitely. Yeah. Like Joe has the picture of it right now and I can see it. In the corner of my eye. It looks fine. She looks more not that one. Tactical. That's <laughs> I don't know. That that's a porn. <laughs> um she looks more tactical to me. She looks more believable that she's a mixed martial artist, like Yeah. And it's like why I don't know why people are getting <clears throat> mad. Yeah, it's just kind of like, you know, in like the original Mortal Kombat games and uh what was that volleyball game that was out there? Dead or Alive? Yeah. That porno game? <laughs> Where it's just, uh, you know, like all the little girls on there were just like, everything's just bouncing. And <laughs> the boob fist, dude, they never stop. I mean, as a, I, I'm, I'm not going to. You know, you know, they're, they're, they're just like standing there and they just somehow are magically jiggling. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that. And I'd love when they like, I played the game as a pervy, like. 10 year old because you hear about this game as a kid you tricked your parents saying it's a fighting game you know (laughs) it was bad as a kid like i got it i can't believe my mom didn't look like you're kind of like oh well you should definitely read on why it's n (laughs) but i remember you could get them almost pretty much naked it's it's just a volleyball game mom like it's just well you did fighting but the like (laughs) the main like call of it i believe was um the volleyball and like the swimming mechanic i remember you could yeah. swim and i remember the boobs would like smack them in the face and i was <laughs> like jesus like i don't want that in final fantasy i think it's fine i think this game's amazing i think people are finding their their reason to hate it that's yeah. what i think i think i think it's gonna be an amazing uh remake i'm really excited about that wanna- so um also uh what do you think about Nintendo, who uh, clearly was uh, the, winner. the winner of this E3? I mean, there's with... only Nintendo versus uh, Microsoft. That's yeah, Microsoft it. only had, like, uh, we got uh, Cyberpunk, was... which was probably the top game there. But, and the only like... reason they announced it is because Sony wasn't there. You know <coughs> Cyberpunk would have won with Sony. Yeah, They're yeah. the king of the platforms currently. I mean, I think Nintendo looks good. A lot of it was remakes. I got excited. I did buy. I haven't played it. Was the Last Remnant that was on the Switch? Mm-hmm. I loved that game. I think that was an underappreciated game, and I think people need to buy the hell out of it so that maybe I can get my fucking sequel. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking buy it, people. It was great. And um, if if you want another excuse, the person that voices the main character is Johnny Youngbosch, who does Nero. Uh, was the Black Power Ranger? after that controversy where they switched Asian and black, that whole weird <laughs> dumb thing. Oh, excuse me. Um, they, it's when they did that. So that's a bonus. Um, I'm, uh, I don't know how I feel about breath of the wild. I never beat the first one. How did you not beat the first one? Dude, I got lost. I don't know dude, where the fuck to go. It's... <laughs> I'm gone, dude. I'm lost. And All I, think... I have to do is go ex- exploring. Like it's, I am, and I'm just like I found most of the towers. Um, I keep dying by the cold. That's definitely like the bitch that gets me. It sounds but, like you're only in the first twenty minutes of the game. No, I'm all the way to. <laughs> um, you gotta get those chili peppers, man. I did. You gotta go. You gotta stock up on those. I don't stock up on. Them. I got like five or. <laughs> you, six. Gotta, you gotta cook cook some uh, chili pepper meals and stuff. Uh, dude, I I'm bad at the cooking mechanic. I. I don't know why that's not my thing. Like every time I do it, Google recipes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I should be doing that. I've been just guessing. I'm like chili pepper, ham, and or what is it? Boar meat. I forget boar the enemies meat. you kill. It's like a boar. Um, I mean, I'm excited for the second one. I think I'm gonna redo the first game because I fucked up and then I didn't continue playing it because um, I think I waited for the new DLC, bought it, so then I could just like one run it. I thought yeah. that would be smart. 
and then I forgot kind of how to do shit. <laughs> so I had to like relearn stuff. I don't know. It's it's been messy for me to play that game. I love it. I am I'm not a fan of the the climbing thing where um I run out of stamina. I wasn't a huge fan of that. I mean, oh, yeah. I get it's a great mechanic. Um, I do enjoy it at times, but I hate when it's like I'm almost at the top and then I'm like, don't you bitch out. And then all of a sudden he's like, no, nah, I'm done. And then he falls. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, that cliff took me like an hour. I'm like, you dick. I'm like, suck it up. I mean. I know. Like, I love the open world sandbox feel of it and just being able to explore every every inch and nook and cranny and, you know. There's just always always tons of things to discover, and uh, yeah, I'm really excited about the new one. I'm also really excited about the the new remake of uh, Link's Awakening. I'm excited. I was a little disappointed on the announcement trailer. I think it was a year. Uh, what was it? Technically, last year on Nintendo Direct, where they showed that really cool cinematic trailer of the original one, where he's on the boat, and I was like, oh my god, that looks amazing. And then all of a sudden, it went to the like over-the-top, more chibi-looking, I guess is what that looks called. And I'll say maybe it's just because that trailer hyped me up, and then I saw that, but then I got re-hyped. I was like, I'm still excited for this, but like... I think think it looks polished. Um, You know, I I really enjoy the look. It's It's dangerous. Do you want to take that beer? (laughs) 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 You know? (laughs) Um... I like the uh, the incorporation with all the original like Nintendo like Goombas and all that in there. But, I don't know, like it just it just screams like you know old NES. You know, if it had a you know HD graphics, you know that's that's what I kind of feel like it would look like. Just cracking open a beer. It's okay. Um, I mean, you're a bigger Zelda fan than me. <laughs> I love Zelda. I think the hard part is I loved Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask the most. I wasn't a big fan of the original. And I think it's just because I sucked horrible dicks at that game as a kid. Like, I tried replaying it on the Nintendo um, market thing. What's it called, Joe? Where you can play classic games. Oh, the... Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about, but The yeah. NES thing. I don't know yeah, what it's yeah, really yeah. called. Um, I've been replaying some of that. Um... I'm better at it. I can do the shield deflex. I can actually kill things. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think Nintendo looks good. Um, we got more of the Pokemon. Um, sword and shield. I like. I got sword. <laughs> Apparently, they're making even a double combo where you can get sword and shield, so you can get both legendaries. And I'm like, why not just get a friend and have one fuck a ditto? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm also a pretty big uh, Pokemon fan, and... You know, what I've seen, especially on that second trailer, that new, more of an open world aspect where you're seeing, you know, the Pokemon spawn and running around and things like that, you know, really, really looks cool. Um, It's exciting. Uh, There's, though there is a bit of that controversy about um it not having a full pokedex by the time you complete the game where you can go ahead and port you know um older pokemon that you have in like your poke banks and stuff into the game and play with them that uh i guess apparently they announced that there's only going to be a, a limited you know number and types of uh, pokemon that you can be able to bring into the game once you've completed the main storyline and uh 
I don't know how much of that's, you know, going to really bug me. Like, it doesn't really bug me because once I beat the game, I'm usually, like, done with it. So I'm not going to really, you know, pour hours into playing it after I beat the main storyline. But apparently, you know, for some people, you know, it's a big deal. So I guess. (laughs) I mean, I'd say you're a bigger Pokemon fan than me. Um, I just enjoy Pokemon for, I think, more nostalgia reasons. Um, I don't know how I feel about the... I call it the Ultraman growth, <laughs> or the what you could Power Rangers growth, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> With a giant Pokemon. No, nope, there's a dog. <laughs> um, I think. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> dog attacked us a little bit. Get going. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um. I think it's cool doing that monsters growth thing. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a fan of it. I could give less of a crap. Really, I'm just like, nah. Like, hey, you're still gonna buy it and play it. Oh, I'm, I mean, I already <laughs> have it reserved. I mean, I'm down with this game. I'm excited because it's. It reminds me of. Do you remember Pokemon? I think it's XD on the GameCube. First, yeah, yeah. That was open world first time. <coughs> um, it reminds me of that, and I loved that game. I think I played the living crap. I did every site side mission i did everything yeah like i don't know like i'm, I'm pretty excited the gallery region looks really cool uh as far as the starter pokemon i think my least favorite is going to be the, the little bunny rabbit but you know i'm all about the the little chameleon guy i don't know he just looks just too adorable not to not to pick <laughs> i think i've gone with that um is it like a frog yeah, the chameleon guy because there's the like chameleon? a monkey. Is it a chameleon? There. Yeah, it's like a little. little I thought it looked guy. like a frog. I'm going with that too. I think it's the water type. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, definitely the water type. Yeah, one. I always pick water fire, but since the monk or the what is it, the rabbit looking thing, is it? He I'm looks like he fan. looks like uh, the tricks guy with a bandage <laughs> over his nose. <laughs> he does look like tricks. It's like Lucky Charm. <laughs> That's the wrong cereal. <laughs> That's the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean. I don't know. Um, I think. I mean, what else did Nintendo have going? Oh, we've got Luigi's Mansion Three. I never played any of them. I think they were all on the like GameCube and Wii's and stuff. Yeah, there was. Uh, was uh, I think it was uh, the first one was on the GameCube, and then the the second one was on uh, like the handheld, like the the 3DS, I believe. Yeah, I think that's right. It looks good looks entertaining i'm more excited about him since we're on the ghost of that one they're redoing that ghostbusters game from the 360 playstation 3 era oh are they i think that was an underrated game i loved i perfected that game uh every trophy i had to cheat i had to cheese a trophy it said cause zero damage throughout the whole entire game which is impossible i'm sorry that's just impossible like you would pretty much have to have a friend do all the damage and you just like coast by um, because there's just scenes that are scripted destroy shit and they count against you. So I remember if you start the game, save it, load a new game on the <laughs> the final one, it would think you did the whole game without doing any damage. Um, but I'm more excited about that. I wish that was at E3. I, yeah, that, I guess that would have been cool. I would have liked to see some, some stuff about that. There's, what, new uh, Fire Emblem game. There's also... Oh, the what was it? Uh, the Final Fantasy Eight. 
<clears throat> yeah, redo? they're 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 doing a a re-release of that. It's a remake. I thought no, not a remake. No, nah, it's it's. Uh, I thought it was upped graphics. It's supposed. To, it looks a little better. It still looks like really shitty. Um, PlayStation that, One era. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, that like Final Fantasy VIII was pretty pretty dope. Like I, that was I just heard rumors like. You know, they couldn't port it because of, like, uh, I guess the game engine that they originally developed on, you know, wasn't something that was really compatible with, uh, you know, the current gen type <clears throat> consoles. And I guess that was, like, a, a big reason why they held up uh, with the port and uh, bringing it back. But it looks like they've uh, figured that out. I think they just had to rebuild the port. Because, I mean, the hard part is that's a PlayStation 1 game. And when you look at 7 and 8... You would think they were on different consoles. I yeah, mean, you you would assume, and they're not. They're on the same consoles. They're only like a two 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 to three years apart. Yeah. Um, it was a special engine they remade. I remember for that. I think it's great, but I remember that game being like five discs because of those graphics, man. Yeah, it was it was, it was a lot of discs. Was, I remember switching a lot. <laughs> you went back to World Disc One. Timer starts, and you're like shit, 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 shit. Pop open, slam it, click. Um. <laughs> There's a new Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga coming out. What's that? All of them? I mean, you're the Star I think, Wars I think, person. I think, I think it's a it's a cumul. Uh, well, what is the word? Accumulation. That big word. I think it means combined <laughs> of uh, all their uh, Lego Star Wars games that they've put out. I think it's going to also include the the upcoming uh, Rise of Skywalker in in that game. Let's see what else we've got here. We've got I could talk a little bit about Project Scarlet. I think that was the biggest letdown to Xbox. Yeah, Xbox has not been uh, doing too well with their their upgrades to their consoles at all. Well, the announcement sucked. Is people talking about? They're like, you can play it on your mobile device. Do this, and it's like, if I wanted that, I'd get the shitty Stadia. Yeah. Like, I'm not into mobile gaming. I don't want to play Assassin's Creed on my phone. I'm sorry. Like, I think that like it's a it's. I guess it's an okay idea. I don't want to be like bashing this. I do see this becoming the future, but it's hard when Sony beat everyone to it. And look how Sony turned out. They had to get rid of the PS Vita. Or, yeah, Vita, right? That's the one with the touchscreen back. Um, yeah, yeah. I had one. I loved it. I could download games, take it on the go. I was playing PlayStation 4 games, walking around the house. All you had to be was on the Wi-Fi. And then if you bought the 3G version, you could continue playing it. I think Sony beat everyone to the punch, but then no one gave a crap. <clears throat> Everyone's hated it. I think, I think the big problem with, like, uh, Xbox is that, you know, when they revealed the... Uh, xbox one it just kind of like left such a big sour taste in in the gaming community <clears throat> they're still playing catch up the switch past them and the switch is now deemed two because no one's catching up the playstation 4 they're, they're locked in i think it's now the highest grossing console of all time um you know and you know, seeing the future of like you know being able to do online cloud gaming and stuff like that, it's cool, it's exciting. You know, I, I've seen like the the, the stuff uh, from Google with Stadia. You know, but at the same time, it's just kind of like slightly underwhelming because it just you know there there really isn't like a good explanation on how that stuff's gonna run. Especially, like, if, if you're in an area that has, 
you know, very weak uh, internet connections and things like that, you know? Is there offline game playing and things like that available? You know, what are the, gonna be the compatible devices? <clears throat> and, you know, it's just, there's, there's just like tons and tons of questions and things like that that's, you know, kind of like surround that. And, you know, seeing Microsoft in the past really try to uh, essentially uh, corner their, their consumers, you know, with uh, not being able to share games, um, doing all sorts of weird... Uh, yeah, they did that, like, D- DMR you know, lock or something, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, uh, doing all sorts of, like, weird firewall and, like you know, gatekeeping and stuff like that with their, their platforms and just, you know, you know, just not being, you know, gamer friendly, you know, as much as they, they have tried to say and show that they have, you know, it's, it's just been like, you know, how much money can we just kind of pull out of the gaming community, you know, and just nickel and dime, you know, for, for everything, you know, which is, you know, for me, that that's just kind of a big turnoff. So, yeah, um, I like. I remember that thing um, where they're like, "You can't trade games," and then PlayStation the next day made that joke one where he's like, "Do you want to trade a game?" And the guy's like, "Here you go." And then they're like, "Thank you," and they walk off with the game. I, th- I think uh, the the big thing that like really doomed you know the sales were, were was uh, when they're told that. Uh, to play anything on the game on their original console like you know it had to be have an internet connection constantly at all times and you know during an interview they're asked because you know xbox was one of the number one things that were shipped to our military folks that were overseas and you know obviously they can't have like like strong (laughs) internet connections in like you know all all the places that you know they're at and stuff like that and you know basically uh i guess uh uh i don't know if it was the president or whoever they were um interviewing at the time basically kind of you know callously said like Oh yeah, like well, that's why we still have the 360. You know, like you know, we're not shipping next gen to our you know, you know, men and women fighting for us overseas. You know, it was just kind of like a what the fuck. And, and I think that's where PlayStation <laughs> moved in and said they would they would take that contract, wasn't it? Didn't they swoop in and hijack it? And well, they, they sent out they sent out tons of their consoles out there. You know what I mean? And it was simply because you don't need a constant internet connection to play games. You know, so. Xbox just doomed themselves. I think the other thing redeeming is that they're putting their games on PC. Um, I went back to PC gaming, and I think that's a strong move. Like, I'm excited that Master Chief's on there, the collection. But E3 said nothing about it. They're just like, yeah, it's on the PC with our Game Pass. And I'm like, okay, look at Game Pass. There's three games on there. It's like Prey, um, Gears of War, Gears of War 4, and then it's a bunch of indie games I could give less of a hell about. And then, oh, and then anything that was online, like Halo Wars definitive edition all those games i think that they shouldn't announce things unless they're ready there's barely any games they say they have tons of games but realistically it's games that were easily ported over or were already on steam that i purchased um like metro exodus or like that's on our thing i'm like i own that that wasn't exclusive to you like maybe you would have saved me 60 bucks 
but it's 15 bucks a month and it's like that game's huge so unless i pump it all out in two months to get my monies you know my 30 bucks like not waste the other 30 and can do another game i think i don't know i mean everyone wants to do these streaming things i think sony had it right but sony charged too much like their games were everything they were always the complete editions all dlc you could play online you could do whatever xbox makes you buy the dlc and i think that's total bullshit um i mean we're looking at this is the future i don't blame them for moving towards the like these game passes or sony playstation now i think is what's called um stadia's got their own shit going I don't blame people for doing this. I'm excited because, you know, maybe I can be like, oh, well, I want to binge a bunch of games in the summer during dead time. I mean, yeah. there's no new games out. I think I'd say the only thing that really concerns me with a lot of game developers out there is uh, that idea of being able to ship incomplete games out to out to, you know, gamers out there and then you know essentially you have to shell out more money just to complete the game you know i kind of find find that kind of bullshit it, it is bullshit um um I, yeah there's a lot of games doing it um i think one game i think it's like updates should be for like days gone i think th- i love that game i got all the trophies on it um they just added more which pissed me off i got 100 percent, and then they added a survival mode and I don't have those now. And that game's like really fucking long. It took me like a month. Um, but the the horde mechanic was very bad in the first time I played it. Um, so then a week later, they um, released a patch, fixed all the hordes. It fixed stuff that just you don't know about. The hordes were impossible to kill until it was fixed. Um, I think that's that's what they should be for. They shouldn't be, oh, half-ass game, finish the other half so that we can meet our quota. Yeah. That's kind of why I like Nintendo when they stopped um, Metro Prime, is what yeah. it's called, right? <coughs> um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, yeah, uh, Metroid. Metroid? Yeah, yeah. Metroid Prime. Um, they delayed it because they said it wasn't perfect. Yeah, you know, like, that's how it should be. Like, you should, you know, ship complete games and not like, hey, uh, you know, here's a really fucking buggy game that, you know, you're just going to get pissed off playing and then stop playing. And then, oh, yeah, and we're going to release some updates, but then also a bunch of other shit that, you know, you're just going to have to end up paying extra for, which is kind of obnoxious. Like like (laughs) EA Anthem or Bioware, I think, too, but it's EA Bioware Anthem i mean shit that game was it's still struggling i saw that the collector's edition is on gamestop for 20 bucks (laughs) doesn't surprise me yeah um so let's uh let's kind of move on away from uh from games uh and into some tv stuff and uh you know have you seen that new show uh good omens i love it I, i love the book um, at the audiobook version, that's my new thing. Um, but I loved it. Yeah, dude, it was uh, it was a pretty sweet. Uh, I think the cast was in it was brilliant. You know, David Tennant. He was my favorite by far. Definitely, um, like it was just fucking fire. Um, but uh, apparently, uh, there's uh some uh some church people out there. Um, it's Westboro Baptist <laughs> Church. Not, not, <laughs> not those guys. 
But uh, apparently uh, <coughs> they didn't uh, enjoy or like, you know, how uh, I guess apparently the show glorified uh, sin and Satan and, you know, apparently they took issues with the fact that a woman um, that God was voiced by a woman. What? <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, this this is a show that's uh, on uh, Amazon Prime. But uh, they started a uh, petition <coughs> Excuse me. calling for Netflix <coughs> to uh, to uh, ban the show. <laughs> so I don't know how that works. And like so far, uh, I don't think uh, they've, uh, you know, taken the hint online from like all the masses of amounts of uh, fans of Good Omens who have been trolling them about it or even the fact that uh both uh, Netflix and uh, Amazon's responses to it were uh, basically Amazon's response were like, you know, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll um, ban uh, what's that, what's that show uh, Stranger Things. Oh, Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> I know Netflix said um, uh, they responded to it and said, okay, no more seasons, no more episodes. You won. <laughs> like I remember seeing that because I was confused. I was like, "What do you mean no more? It's only one season, anyways." Like, um, I think people are just getting their panties in a bunch for no reason. It's great. The book God's a girl too. They hint at it all the time. I mean, the book hinted at all of this. This is this. I mean, if you don't want to read the book, listen to the book. Just watch that five episode show. Six, I think. Sorry, I think it's six episodes. It's it's almost scene for scene. The only thing updated is cell phones because then I think flip phones were invented. So it was flip phones. Crowley's calling through flip phones and everything, and then you see him with like an iPhone. That's the big differences are just technology stuff. Xbox is announced. Just just stuff that's in our time. That's all. But yeah, I definitely highly recommend it. Definitely worth the watch. I don't know. Is there any like upcoming television programs that you're uh, excited for? Dark season two. I loved season one. Um, I'm very good at nitpicking things in shows. That's, mm. I don't know why that's my thing. I was able to solve uh, dark season one. Um, I won't spoil it. I don't want to because I want people to really watch this, even though this show's like season one came out four years ago. It took forever for them to make season two. Um, and I heard they filmed two and three back to back. Um, but they leave breadcrumbs like everywhere throughout the whole show. And the dialogue is really deep. Like um, I had to watch the really shitty ja- like dubs where the lips don't match <laughs> because their conversations were so long. I couldn't read it quick enough. And I told people, I'm like, if you really want to like capture the story they're telling, you have to just you just have to put up with the dub. Um it doesn't sound natural, doesn't sound right, but I don't care. It's I think that's the biggest quirk of mine is like you can tell like when they start talking the background noise gets turned down and then you hear that like <laughs> super white boy voice come on. Oh mom. What do you mean? Like they they talk like that. They're very generic. That's the only bother of me is like they couldn't have paid like voice actors to come in. I mean, there's professionals that do this well. Like it doesn't have to be perfect, but I'm just saying there's professionals that do hey, this. Hey, when when you're on a budget. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I don't know, but season two, I mean, I just started season two, episode one. Mm-hmm. Um, great so far. They've left no breadcrumbs. I'm kind of worried that they stopped that, but I only made it through half the episode before I stopped. Um, <clears throat> um, just because I think I was just tired. I, it, it, the episodes are like an hour and 20 minutes, like Game of Thrones. You know, yeah. it's, either you suck it up and sit through it all or you have to break it up. <laughs> 
Um, I mean, uh, I know a show that like I tried watching in one sitting was uh, Chernobyl. I don't know if you've had a, a chance to watch that. So I was talking about this, Alex. I've just started it. Um, I had to finish American Gods. Um, highly recommend that too. Um, I'm on episode one. I really, I mean, you can tell me more <laughs> about it. Um, well. I'd say, like, I don't want to spoil it, but... <laughs> Did it blow up? <laughs> um, Putin tried to cover it up? Yeah. Like, uh... What, uh... What I found, you know, super, super fascinating about it, and, like, I can't I can't sing, you know, enough praise for the show. Uh, you know, everything from... From acting to writing to directing to the cinematography to the editing and everything is just, you know, just absolutely top notch in this show. And, um, you know, it's 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 taking an accident and, you know, examining not only the implications and the effects that it had on an entire like society and culture and everything, um, you know, show and just showing that, you know, that, you know, the, the, these ideas of, uh, of the illusion of holding power versus, you know, dealing with reality and like the the massive consequences that those have you know and the the lives that can be easily lost and stuff like that just from uh from just lying you know it's it's a great show and i definitely highly recommend it and you know i hope you you continue and then hopefully we can have like a pretty deep discussion (laughs) (laughs) it's just hard because we're it's like, I hate how summer is where everyone releases good TV shows and good movies. Cause I can't, it's really hard to play catch up, especially in today's age. Like good omens took me a while to finish. Cause American God season two came out around the same time. I think a little bit before, but they're, they're weekly episodes. Um, um, but, um, I think this, it's always just hard. It's like winter. There's not great shows. Typically, it's those CW shows, but I've dropped them all. I'm not a fan of Arrow, Flash. I'm just done with all those. They're not great. Supergirl, I'll stick with. I kind of enjoyed it. They got rid of the rom-coms. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm hoping to play catch-up a lot. I kind of like playing catch-up because then we can talk about it <laughs> yeah. better because I hate when it's like weekly episodes like Game of Thrones we did weekly. Um, I still think that's a great ending. I still think people are upset over nothing. Um, yeah, just try to make uh, you know mountains out of molehills at this at this point where it's just like, you know, it is it is what it is, and you know it was probably the most logical you know pathway that the like the D and D guys could have could have taken the story without knowing <laughs> where the story was actually heading. Well, and I mean, so, you you read the books, I believe, right? Yeah, I've, I've read all of them. Well, I mean, you're still well, missing well, the two. Current, the current <laughs> I was like, aren't you missing two? <laughs> um, I mean, how long have you been waiting for book six, three? I don't remember <clears throat> you're on. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll be waiting another decade, <laughs> and it'll be- probably be a mo- like a post, you know, humorous like uh, uh, release where it's like, oh hey, so we're just gonna release his manuscript. He's dead, and you know, you guys can deal with it. 
you know. Didn't he say he has special writers to finish the books when he dies? Because, like, he knows he's going to die, too. Well, it's, uh, I don't know if you've ever read uh, the Expanse series. Uh, uh, I know the show, and um, it used to be on sci-fi, but <coughs> now uh, it's moving to Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. Uh, the guys, the writers of that um, are some of uh, George R. R. Martin's uh, ghost writers. And, uh, yeah, like, you know, clearly he's influenced their work tremendously. If you've ever had a chance to read uh, The Expanse, I highly recommend it. It's basically uh, Game of Thrones in outer space. <laughs> and, yeah, it's that, that's, that's something that's, like, really right up my alley. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a fantastic book series. And I had a, a chance to meet them here at uh, the Denver Pop Culture Con. And they're, they're fantastic guys. And they're smart. And it's just it's great, you know, everything that they've done. And, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, they can get George <laughs> George's ass, uh, you know, lit and get this, get this series done. Well, you know. I don't know if you've seen the interview. Um, I love Stephen King. I'm a big fan of all his books besides It. I think that's his best and worst book ever <laughs> it's very long um and that's um he interviewed him i think it's called um butterfly was his newest book it's the one that's a a continuation of the shining oh making yeah that movie i think it's called butterfly um oh, i don't, I I don't remember a hundred percent um because stephen king's really good at being on time with all his books because he's released a ton of them and he was able to help write a script for the movie based on the book he just released like i think a year and a half ago now because we're in the stephen king movie era i mean no stephen king movie's been bad oh it's dr eh, sleep because eh, eh. that's the movie yeah and that's dr. the book sleep. i just know it has a butterfly on the cover on the face um sure that's not a silence of the lamb no <laughs> Because, um, but I think George R. R. Martin, he re- interviewed him and he goes, how do you finish all these books so quick? And Stephen King says every day he writes three pages that are perfectly edited, um, perfectly, um, like they're done, like they're perfect. Like there's nothing else he can do to it a day. Joe's open it a beer. <laughs> we drink on here. Come on. Um, but George R. R. Martin was like, well, I can't finish my book. And Stephen King gave him, I think, the best advice, saying just work four pages at a time. You finish when you can. And what, what, how many, depending on what month you do, how many months are in a day, or how many days are in a month? Um, 30. 30. Like, well, I mean, <laughs> you've got a few extras, you know, here and there. So, like, you get 30, 31 here and there. Times that by four, you get 120. <laughs> Maybe, what, 124 if you've got a 31? Um and then I think there's some short months out there too, right? Yeah, yeah, but, but on average, I, th- I, th- I think at the end of the day, I think uh, Martin has a a method in which he is like accustomed to writing, and the fact that <clears throat> he's constantly, you know, out doing press stuff and things like that, you know, clearly has hindered, you know, his uh his ability to to get those books done but you know we'll we'll just keep waiting <laughs> I, mean, you'll wait. I, I didn't like his books i don't like him as a writer i don't i don't know why i think it's just his over detail he wants you to envision the world he sees and i kind of don't like that i like being able to have like enough creativity where i can imagine what i want 
Like, I remember him describing the dragons, like, what they look like, what they sound like, like, detail for detail. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to do that world building. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's hard when I like... Even when it's 500 pages of world building. That's my problem, too. <laughs> it's like, because I think that's why I don't like it. Because uh, that's like almost a thousand pages, I believe. Great book. I do recommend reading it. I definitely don't like the child pornography feel we get here and there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. It's Stephen King's It Chapter 2 comes out. We have Dr. Sleep. Um, I mean, I think they're all back-to-back. I think it's Dr. Sleep's not too long after It Chapter 2 in October. Um, so I'm excited. And then, I mean, that's about where we're heading. Yeah, um, then, yeah, like, I, I'm I'm excited for uh, It Chapter 2, Dr. Sleep. We'll see how uh, uh, Ewan McGregor does in the role. <laughs> Looks good. I mean, he disappeared for a while. Um Hopefully, uh, working on a secret uh, Obi Wan Star Wars movie. <laughs> sure, I mean as much as I would want that. Yeah, right. Disney dropped all those things. Disney was out so quick. Um, I know we're getting close to. I think we're over an hour now. Um, think we could wrap up on. Um, I think um, something more. I guess political. Political. Um, was that uh, EA and um, um. Who is who else is it? Who owns uh, Fortnite? Um, Ooh, I don't remember. Epic Games. There we go. Yeah. Sorry, um, they went to court. They had to go to court. I think last weekend or this weekend um, about loot boxes and how they're gambling mechanics. Um, yep. EA came out and said, um, which kind of made me mad. They said that they're um, surprise mechanics. They're uh, like Kinder eggs or those LOL dolls. Um, mm-hmm. What else? Uh, Hatchimals. They're saying that's like that. Like, oh, it's a surprise. I'm like, yeah, but they changed the game. Like FIFA, you can get some amazing characters that make you pretty OP, I believe. Um, I don't play soccer games. I'm not a big sports game person, but um, I think think it's good that the government's stepping in. It sucks because that means we're about to lose, you know, games (coughs) are going to be stricter maybe. We're looking at... I think think some of the big issues were... Was uh like going to uh, was it Star Wars Battle Battlefield right? Uh, Battle Battlefront two, yeah, where clearly like it was it was designed to get players to pay for those loot crates and things like that in the game, and um in the game they they. It was basically, like, it was a random, like, assortment of just crap, you know. <coughs> and the thing was is that, you know, the more you spent, you know, you, you could be able to level up further within the game, you know, at a more quicker pace to essentially achieve, like, different types of skins and, like, armor and... uh different uh weapons and things like that that you know you could use to uh, to advantage your game but the problem was and is is that <coughs> if you were just playing the game straightforward you'd have to you know waste hundreds of hours you know playing the game just to you know rack up 
the bare minimum of points just to, you know, unlock, you know, one weapon or something like that, where, you know, the equivalent to that would be like, oh, yeah, you can spend, you know, random amounts of money in the game to essentially, you know, progress, you know, quicker and faster, but that wasn't even a guarantee. And I think that's where the whole gambling type of aspect to it is like playing into it. Yeah. And I think, um, I think Fortnite's definitely a big thing about that. Like you have to buy a pass and then on top of it, you have to buy all your skins. And I know they purposely make your guy a shitty skin when you start your character. I shouldn't say guy. So that people know that you you you're a broke ass person basically. And, <laughs> I think EA and Epic, I think it's good that finally the government's stepping in. I believe, like, um, what is it, Scotland and Ireland and um, Australia have banned them. Or outright wrote new laws where, like, the stores, you have to put in your birthday. Like, you have to be over. And I remember some guy even said that that's dangerous because he was... um, he said he went and got information from Epic because you can request it right now, which I recommend. If anyone listening has bought a lot of like FIFA cards or anything, you can do this. I don't know exactly how it's done, but you can go to Epic and request how much you spent. The guy spent $10,000 in three years. So what's that? Let That's me get insane. A- That's insane, but... I don't think I'd ever pay that much on a video game. But it's they're small expenses, like five bucks here, six bucks. I mean, I'm guilty of... I got hooked to... Um, clash of clans and there's this marvel card game too that was awesome i loved playing it and it had uh the card game i guess you were buying to see what card you'd get it was Yu-Gi-Oh esque which i don't know if that's loot boxes that teeters you know more towards like a card esque um because i could keep the cards forever and you could trade them um that was fun um but i uh, asked google you could ask google to repay you if you like in quotes I, I this was bad you could say a kid took your phone and bought them which mm-hmm. i did they refunded me $700. I spent 700 but the card packs are $1.50. Uh, the gems on Clash of Clans, the most I spent apparently were $5 ones. Um, so I think it's just a build-up real quick. Five here, 10 here, you know, maybe 50 here. I think it just builds. Um, I, th- I think I think if, if you're going in there and purchasing certain things like, you know, a having the ability to you know see what you're purchasing versus like you know purchasing like you know a random like you know draw draw the dice like okay like you know you're spending 10 bucks but you don't know exactly what you're what you're receiving with it and how that's going to affect your gameplay and stuff like that i kind of feel like yeah there's you know there's that gambling aspect to it that you know you know, that they, they really kind of really prey upon, you know, people who, you know, have spending issues and, you know, like, hey, you can achieve more or like, you know, you know, really, uh, you know, do all sorts of crazy stuff with that, you know. It's, yeah, it's a problem. I think it's, I'm glad the government's stepping in. I know a lot of people are like, no, this is bad. Um, Because I know the ESRB is open market, I believe is what it's called. Mm -hmm. Something like that. But EA owns half of it. So that's the reason ESRB is not looking the other way because EA funds half of them. And um, yeah, I think think we're just at a tough time for games where it's like we're getting great games, but these loot box mechanics are kind of killing us. Yeah, they're kind of stifling, 
you know, the enjoyment, uh, I feel, of, like, a lot of games. Like, yeah, like, I see, like, cool skins and, like, you know, different weapons and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like, you know, is it really worth the money? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, yeah, it's, I just, yeah, I'm I just not a big fan of loot boxes. After I learned how much I spent, I've, I don't fuck with them, man. I don't, I don't think I have an impulse of buying them, but I know that I can. Um, that's just mobile gaming infecting actual games. I mean, Destiny does it. Destiny 2 was notorious about it. Anthem's notorious about it. I'm just hoping that maybe this is just a phase of gaming. I mean, there's always phases. Yeah, I don't know. Ho- hopefully, like, it doesn't seem like, you know, they're, they, you know move away from it but i don't see that happening anytime soon no i think this is a generation lock for another seven years yeah but we've hit i think over an hour i lost a little bit of track of time um i think it was that one that's hour 12 minutes hour 12 that's what i figured it was close i was watching a timer our sound <laughs> guy alex has got us um but thank you for joining us my name's casey uh my name's joe and you were just enjoying the heated bros podcast and enjoy your day thank you guys love you i love you too (laughs) it's hot as fuck up here now it is really hot i feel like that was really late